Welcome to Family Talk Weekend. I'm Roger Marsh, and thanks for making time during your weekend to take us along or to have us with you at home. Family Talk is listener-supported radio, and your partnership makes these programs possible. We have a great program for you today, so let's jump right in. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Family Talk, a radio broadcasting ministry of the James Dobson Family Institute. I'm Dr. James Dobson, and thank you for joining us for this program. Well, welcome to Family Talk, the broadcast division of the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute. I'm Roger Marsh. And, you know, we have been listening to Dr. Dobson interview interesting and important guests for decades here on the radio. But today, you're in for a real treat. We're going to turn the tables on Dr. You're going to hear me step in as the guest co-host and interview Dr. Dobson. Now, as you can imagine, Dr. has had a pretty interesting life with many stories to share. And right now, we're going to hear some of his favorites, especially from when he was newly married to his wife, Shirley. I don't want you to miss one minute of these captivating stories. So let's jump in right now to my discussion with Dr. James Dobson right here on Family Talk. This is a very special broadcast today. I've been asked to serve as co-host for this program, along with Dr. Dobson, who's here Mm. in studio, of course. Many of you have been listening to Dr. Dobson. There's a good chance that you've read at least one of his books or Mm -hmm. someone has given you one of his books. And yet, having heard him and having read his books, you still don't really feel like you know him. Basically, you hear him interviewing people. And, of course, he talks to people all the time. He interviews them. thought today we would try something different. Why don't we kind of turn the tables a little bit and I will be asking Dr. Dobson the questions, Mm -hmm. too. Uh, Are you sure you want to do this? (laughs) Well, you've invited me here. I'm wandering into this territory very, very carefully, Dr. Dobson. I'm grateful to be here. But I know that uh, there are listeners who are wondering all sorts of questions about your childhood, about your courtship with Shirley. I mean, all sorts of different things. So if I may, Dr. Dobson, are you game? You want to go for this? Uh, Yeah, I think it's a good idea. We'll see if people really want to know these things. (laughs) Uh, you have your own radio program, don't I do. you? I do. It's called. Uh, the... Tell us about you before we talk about me. Well, thank you for asking. See, he's doing it again. I'm, <laughs> I'm supposed to be asking questions about you, and you're asking me about me, but I will answer. Uh, the program I host is called The Bottom Line. It's heard on uh, 25 different markets up and down the West Coast, and we talk about a lot of biblical worldview issues. As a matter of fact, I was on the Family Talk website, and you had just done a commentary about a school principal who had canceled Valentine's Day. You know, it was Mm -hmm. too exclusionary. And we had that same conversation from a biblical worldview just the other day in our program, too. People are asking questions about those types of things and how do we as Christians engage the culture without just condoning everything the culture does. And so that's the the gist of the program. Uh, It's heard on KBRT which in Southern California, which I know is a station that you're very, very well familiar with. Well, I've met you before, and I enjoy interacting with you. We went to lunch together, and the conversation never lagged. Uh, So it's going to be fun working back and forth. Well, Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here. Okay, let's get the ball rolling here with the most important question that everybody wants to know. Let's put the books aside. Let's put the video series aside. Let's put the radio show aside. Let's talk about your beloved Shirley. Mm -hmm. Now, you two have a fascinating story about how you met because, I mean, this day and age, we think, well, people can meet from different states or different regions because of social media. But 
When you two met, it was a different story. Talk about that. Well, we met in college, but the interesting thing is how unlikely it was that we would ever know each other. Because I grew up in East Texas, and my father was a pastor of a Church of the Nazarene church. Right. I found the Lord there when I was four years of age, and I grew up uh, in the faith and knowing uh, who the Lord was, and I think had a pretty good grasp of how he felt about me, that he loved me, had wonderful parents, and uh, Shirley grew up in Torrance, California, in a Nazarene church. Her father was an alcoholic, and they had a lot of trouble in their family, a lot of difficulty, and wound up being a divorce. And when Shirley was about six years of age, uh, on a sunny morning, she stepped out in the aisle and walked down and knelt at an altar, and she found the Lord. Now, here I am 1,500 miles away. Mm-hmm. How is the Lord going to bring this couple <laughs> Those two kids together? together? Sure. They seem ideally suited for each other. Mm-hmm. Well, it happened because we both went to Pasadena College, which was a school uh, college, a wonderful school in Pasadena, California, and uh, I was ahead of her. So I was a senior in college, a big man on campus, and Shirley was a sophomore. Uh And uh, we were sitting uh, in the cafeteria, and you know those situations where you looked over to your left and you see a pretty girl, Mm -hmm. and then you look away, and then you look back to see if she's looking at you. Right. (laughs) And then you uh, look back at her, and it goes back and forth. That happened for about 20 minutes. We were catching each other's eye. We did not speak on that day, but a little bit later, uh, several days later, we had finished the evening meal in that cafeteria, and we were out on the campus, a beautiful green campus, and Shirley was standing with a bunch of other students, and uh, I walked up to her, and I had wanted to get acquainted with her after having seen her. She was such a pretty little girl. Well, and especially after 20 minutes of playing eye contact yeah, with each yeah, other, I think it, there's some it interest. It was the right time. Sure. Uh, so I walked up to her, and uh, this is really clever. I mean, this is clever. Okay, I'm taking notes I now. Took a, <laughs> I took a nickel out of my pocket. And I said, I want to bet you a hamburger that I can flip this nickel and I can call it heads or tails. She said, you got it. (laughs) So I flipped the nickel into the air and it came down and I called it heads and it was heads. So now she owes me a hamburger. Now, you you see how clever this was? (laughs) So romantic. If I lose... then I get a date with her to buy her a hamburger. If I win, she buys me one. I win both ways. I'm taking notes here. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I won, and if you know Shirley, it's typical of her to say, uh, oh, no, we're going to go double or nothing. So I said, okay, we'll flip it again. I flipped it, and I won again. (laughs) And she said, double or nothing. I flipped it again. And now I have four hamburgers. (laughs) And she says, we're going to keep flipping. She was going to flip until she got what she expected. It it wasn't a two-headed coin, was it? It wasn't, but she thought it was. (laughs) I'm sure. Uh, So uh, we flipped that thing, and I promise you— I won 16 times. <laughs> not that anyone's counting. I'm not <laughs> kidding. It was 32 hamburgers that wow. she owed me. 
and she's been frying them ever since. <laughs> so that was our first real conversation. Oh, my. Then how did the courtship develop from there? I mean, obviously, you start off on the food note. Yeah, well, you can't go very far on that. I played a lot of tennis in those days, and I was often on the tennis court in tennis shorts. Uh, and in those days, shorts were short. Actual shorts, yes. Yeah, and so uh, there was a couple of courts right in the center of the campus. And so I was down there getting ready to play tennis, and Shirley came walking by with another guy. And uh, she walked up to me, and I promise she didn't say hello or anything. She just said, hi, legs. Legs. <laughs> and uh, she shocked me, a uh-huh. little flirt, you uh-huh. know, and uh, she had seen me in these shorts. Sure. And, uh, you know, I figured later, I thought about that, anybody who likes my legs can't be all bad. <laughs> and uh, so true. that was the beginning of the relationship and wasn't very long before I called and asked her for a date. And, uh, Roger, we had an absolutely storybook romance in college. That's wonderful I mean, to hear. We laughed. We had so much fun together. It was a natural connection. I just fell in love with her. We are about to celebrate our 56th wedding oh, anniversary. congratulations. In August. What so a wonderful testimony. I teasingly say I think it's going to work. Now, did you come up with something creative to ask her? You know, for her hand in marriage? You know what? They didn't do that much then. Uh, now, you know, they plan all kinds of special It's a television things. show, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just started talking about it, mm-hmm. and uh, it you knew. seemed like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so we were married in August, August 27th, 1960, mm-hmm. and good things have happened. Congratulations on 56 years. What a wonderful <laughs> legacy. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to a conversation with Dr. James Dobson here on Family Talk. My name is Roger Marsh, and I am actually sitting in the host's chair today. Uh, for Dr. Dobson, for all the times that you have been interviewing so many people, uh, it's nice to be able to put you on the hot seat a little bit and give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit better and you and Surely. Now, people have looked to you for marriage advice for years, of course, and they've read your books and they've, they've benefited from it. We've heard about the courtship. How were those first few years of marriage for Jim and Shirley? Oh, they were wonderful. Again, I don't want to sound like Pollyanna or something, but uh, we just had so much fun right from the beginning. I did make some Bad mistakes, okay. however. Rookie uh, mistakes of rookie, a new husband? Absolute yeah. rookie mistakes. Okay. One of them is that I didn't fully understand that Shirley is a profoundly romantic human being. Uh-oh. You know, many guys just don't get that. We're made differently. Right. And uh, we were married in August, and uh, Valentine's Day came along mm-hmm. very quickly. And I didn't even think Valentine's Day was anything important. Oh, my. And uh, so I I wasn't thinking about it at all. (laughs) And, in fact, I was at uh, USC Graduate School at that time. And uh, so on that day, I went over to the library on the campus of USC. And I was in the stacks. Have you ever gone into the stacks? Mm -hmm. It's where you get lost in there, those musty, smelly books back there. And uh, I was working on a thesis, and I lost all track of time. Sure. About 7 o'clock at night, I went over to the little cafeteria on campus, and I ate 
came back, worked some more. And by this time, it was about 9.30. On Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. Your and first I Valentine's call, Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't call home. I didn't think it was any big deal. Oh, no. And uh, so I went out and got in my little Volkswagen, and I drove toward home. But uh, on the way to our little condo, uh, I passed my parents' house. Oh, no. So I. St- <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I, right. I, I remember this yeah, is going. Oh, I, no. I went in to uh, see my uh, parents, and my mother had baked an apple pie. Of I course. dearly love apple pie. And so we sat and talked a while. Now it's about 10 30 at night. On your Valentine's Day. Valentine's. First, first Valentine's Day. <laughs> no. I get in the car and I drive over to. Uh, Arcadia, California, where we lived in this little two-room uh, apartment. Uh-huh. I put the key in the lock, and I open the door, and it's all dark. Uh-huh. And through the darkness, I see a big sign that Shirley had made that said, Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, my. And I said, oh, oh no. no. Then I looked over on the table, and there was a coagulated meal and there were candles there that had melted and bent over and uh, what was left of a dinner that she had made oh my for that occasion was sitting there not eaten and she was nowhere to be found i was going to say what did you do well i i i panicked i mean it didn't never occurred to me that that was a special day and i i opened the bedroom door and i looked in there and shirley was in bed and the Covers were right about at her ear mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. You ever had that happen? I have. I have. And all the men are nodding, saying, I know yeah. that look. I know that look. And she didn't say a word. Uh-huh. You know, and I said, Shirley, I'm sorry. I I forgot. And Shirley is a forgiving lady, mm-hmm. and she did forgive me. But I learned a lesson that day that romantic things matter yes. to her. Yes. And she sees that very differently than I did. And I needed to get with the program. <laughs> but I want to tell you something. Yeah. I didn't learn the lesson well enough. And about three or four years later, we were able to buy a little house. Mm. It was very small. It had obviously no furniture in it. And a little starter home. Yeah, yeah a little starter house. We put $4,000 down. We sweated blood to get $4,000. big amount back then, yeah. Uh, right. And we paid $31,900 for the house. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, that was possible in uh, those days. Yeah. And Shirley's birthday came along. Oh. And we didn't have any furniture. Uh-huh. We had a table that we had bought, which we ate on, mm-hmm. and a couple of chairs, and uh, that was about it. Sure. Furthermore, in the backyard, there was nothing. You know, there was not any uh, lawn furniture or anything. So I thought, you know, here we are. We bought this house. What a romantic thing. Young couple buys their first house. Sure. And I thought it would really be fun to buy something for the backyard. So. I went down to a store where you buy that kind of stuff, and I bought a redwood table. 
Like a picnic table. Yeah, picnic okay. table, you know, with crisscross legs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I, with a little help, was able to put it upside down on my Volkswagen. On your bug. And I, and I tied <laughs> it on there. That would have been I, fun to I see. I looked like, uh, you know, I was in a flying saucer going right. down the freeway with this thing. <laughs> and I couldn't wait to share it with sure, Shirley. Sure, sure. And I drove uh, down our little street and then uh, into the driveway and I opened the back door and I said, Shirley. Uh-huh. She says, yes. I said, come out and see something. I had bought her a birthday gift. Uh-huh. She came out and she took one look at that Volkswagen and that Redwood table. Uh-huh. And she broke into tears. Oh, no. And they were not tears of joy. They were not. Oh, it was not great <laughs> excitement. She goes back in the house. Didn't say a word. And I stood there in the driveway saying, now, what did I do wrong here? I, I remembered your birthday. Listen, <laughs> doesn't that make sense to a guy yeah. that we could have breakfast out there in the mm-hmm. backyard on sure. that redwood table? Yeah. And we could have friends over and it would start the collection of lawn furniture. Yeah, that made all kind of sense to me. Sure. But it wounded Shirley mm. because there was no romantic element sure. to it. And I began to get the picture. And before long, I realized Shirley needs things that are frilly. Mm-hmm. She wants things that smell good. Mm-hmm. And she wants things that express love to her. From my heart, and a redwood table didn't get it done. Well, even if you put doilies on it or something, maybe yeah. some flowers. Believe could, me, it wasn't even in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was telling that story uh, when I was speaking one time, and this woman came up to me afterwards, and she said, you think your wife had it bad. My husband gave me a wheelbarrow for, <laughs> for my birthday. So, uh, you know, there is a lesson there yeah. uh, for guys. Women care about romantic things. Sure. It's what you write on the card. Mm-hmm. And it's how you approach your wife that she has some needs you don't know about, and you need to figure them out. See, I knew there was that kind of story behind a lot of your parenting advice, a lot of your marriage advice, that, that these are tried and true, learning from the school of hard knocks, in addition to your you know, advanced education too, Dr. Dobson, because it is so encouraging for me as a guy to know James Dobson had a Valentine's blow up. And a birthday disaster and that type of thing, too. It just, yeah. it, it really... Hey, Roger, who would have told me that? <laughs> right. Where, where should I have learned that? Yeah. I should have observed it. We went together for three years mm-hmm. before we were married. I should have gotten that figured out. Uh, but many guys don't. I'm not alone in this. Yeah. You well, you, you were 25 years before Gary Chapman writing The Five Love Languages. I mean, big help he was. I hadn't read his book. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he probably was watching yeah. guys like us, too, saying, picnic table on top of the car. I'm putting that in the book. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but Shirley and I began to understand each other. There were things that she needed to understand about me as well. Does she and, have a story? That, I mean, not to put you on the spot on her behalf, but does she have a similar experience? Uh, I'll let her tell it okay, to you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Then see that you have learned. You've learned very, very well. Right. <laughs> uh, the special edition of Family Talk with Dr. James Dobson. I'm Roger Marsh, and we're talking with Dr. Dobson just about his legacy and giving you an opportunity to hear from him um, some of the stories that have, have shaped who he is, uh, his family stories. And I know, too, your relationship with your children 
is really, really precious to you and special to you. What was it like for you and Shirley when you found out you were going to be parents? How did that change your your family? It was a wonderful experience. Uh, I don't think there's been anything in my life that has given me a greater reward or a sense of fulfillment than bringing those little children into the world and mm. and bringing them up to serve the Lord and their fellow man and uh, trying to teach values and character to them. You and I were talking before about uh, my field being child development. Yes. And so what I was learning in graduate school about children, about boys and girls, and about uh, the developmental process, I was seeing uh, with my own children. And I remember when Ryan was about three years of age, just watching him grow, the same for his sister, seeing them develop and how quickly it occurred. There is a mantle of humanness that descends. Of course, they are human mm -hmm. even long before birth because sure. they are created in the image of God. But you're seeing the character, you're seeing the personality develop, and you're seeing them grow and learn and love. And uh, that is a wonderful process to observe. I mentioned that I uh, would go away to speak, and I'd mm -hmm. be gone for even three days. And when I would come back for a period not more than one or two seconds, I could see that my kids had changed since I was Just in gone. that first moment you walked through the Yeah, and I, but I couldn't keep it. Right. Three or four minutes later, I couldn't quite remember what it was, but something was happening. Those kids were growing and learning, and uh, the whole thing was a laboratory for mm -hmm. me. I can tell in your countenance how it, you change when you talked about Ryan being three and seeing those incremental changes, or Danae being in her younger years, too. And what struck me just in this moment is the fact that I'm thinking, okay, this is Dr. James Dobson, Reagan Whitehouse, Dinosaur. Mm -hmm television shows, Pete Maravich. I just I had this really just quick blast of all the famous luminaries that you are in friendship with and have been with over the years. And yet what lights you up is watching your children grow and become the man and woman that they've become. Now, there's no question about it, especially the responsibility that you have to introduce them to Christ and, and watching the spiritual aspect of that relationship. There's nothing more important than that. Mm -hmm. And it's a tough job, too. Yes, yes. Um, because you make a lot of mistakes along the way. I don't care who you are. I don't care how many books you've written. You still are learning as you go along, and you make some mistakes there, too. Well, you've got more than 30 books to your credit. And for you to make that kind of admission, I think, gives us all a, a bit of pause, gives us a little bit of comfort in knowing mm -hmm. that, that it's something that we get on-the-job training for because, like you said, where were these people when we were younger to teach us and say, hey, when, you're, when your daughter hits seven, she's going to need this from her dad? You know, Roger, I, I fear that sometimes those of us who advise parents and who write books for parents make the other mistake, giving the implication that all of you folks out there, you know, don't get it, but we do. The truth of the matter is none of us is perfect, not one of us. And we do need to pay attention to the process of being a good husband or father 
and uh, letting other people know that we're in this thing together. Well, Dr. Dobson, it has been a pleasure. Thank you for the invitation to come here and turn the tables on you, so to speak. You've been a great guest. You're an excellent host, but you're an excellent guest, too. Thank you for what you've shared with our uh, Family Talk listeners today here on the program. Thank you, Roger. I really enjoyed working with you. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed the stories that you heard today from our own Dr. James Dobson here on this special edition of Family Talk. And believe me, we have yet to even scratch the surface. Be sure to join us again to hear more about the many twists and turns in Dr. Dobson's life that have led him to become the man he is today. You will not want to miss out. Now, of course, Dr. Dobson has built his legacy serving the Lord and fighting to protect the sanctity of the family. He has dedicated his life's work to that mission. So if you are interested in a helpful resource for your family or marriage, we have just the book recommendation for you. It's entitled The Complete Marriage and Family Home Reference Guide, and it's written by our own Dr. James Dobson. This book is a go-to guide for families at every stage in life, from toddlers to teenagers, and also provides resources on how to make your marriage last through all the ups and downs of those seasons as well. You'll find time-tested and biblically-based information covering a wide range of issues any family may face, like discipline, money, building a strong spiritual foundation, sibling rivalry, and more. So regardless of where your family is at in life right now, this book will bring you a wealth of knowledge at your fingertips for practically any situation that may come your way. Now, we'll be happy to send you a copy as our way of thanking you for your gift of any amount in support of the JDFI today. So to get your copy sent right to your door, simply click on the link at the bottom of the page when you visit our website, drjamesdobson.org forward slash Family Talk. If you prefer, you can select the Resources tab at the top of the page and then click on Store. From there, simply search the Complete Marriage and Family Home Reference Guide and place your order. Thanks for remembering that we are a listener-supported broadcast outreach. We greatly appreciate your prayers, but also your continued financial support as well. I'm Roger Marsh, and I hope you join us again for part two of this classic conversation with Dr. James Dobson, The Untold Stories, right here on Family Talk. Till then, have a blessed day. This has been a presentation of the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute.